0: This week on Suck My True Crime A Tale of Greed, Jealousy, Mm. and Murder. This is Toadette reporting from Channel 64 News. Tragedy has struck at the Mario Castle on what has been dubbed the Mario Murder Mystery. Nine known victims, all seemingly in attendance of a Mario party, have been found dead, including Mushroom Kingdom's own Mario Jumpman. Mr. Jumpman was found with his known associates, including Princess Peach, his longtime girlfriend, Birdo, Yoshi, Rosalina, Waluigi, Wario, Toad, and his brother Luigi. Investigators are still determining how these deaths occurred, but we here at Channel 64 wish their souls rest in peace. It is unclear who committed these acts, but investigators believe
1: that... Mario's birthdays are always an extravagant affair. Everyone's favorite Italian plumber invites a veritable who's who of the Mushroom Kingdom to his house for a party and sleepover. This year, nothing is different. An elaborate dinner to honor Mario is scheduled for November 4th at his castle. He hires a planner to handle the details. No expense is paid. It is, after all, his special day. The dinner is spaghetti, his favorite. His girlfriend, Peach, made the meal. All of his friends arrive with gifts in tow. This year, someone brought something more to the party than just a gift. They brought bloodlust. What should have been a quaint birthday party to celebrate the face of the Mushroom Kingdom turned into a scene ripped right out of a horror movie. From Suck My True Crime, I'm Ryan. And I'm Alex. And this is the Mario Murder Mystery.
0: Have poured over this case time and time again. It all seemed so strange. Nine people at a party, each one of them dead. How did they die? Who did it? Was it a murder spree suicide? Perhaps someone else at the party that we don't know about? There have been many prevailing theories over the years. What is clear from a secret journal found on Mario is the order of the killings, which he listed as Yoshi, Rosalina, Peach, Luigi, and Birdo. The journal ended there, so it had always been the common theory that Mario was the next to go. This just
1: left Toad, Wario, and Waluigi. Wario and Waluigi would have been your typical suspects, former cons turned friends of Mario and company. But everyone had a motive that night. Each party goer with their long history with Mario. It begs the question, who would want Mario dead? More importantly, who would want him alive?
0: This is all assuming that a single person at the party committed all the murders on their own. Our program, Suck My True Crime, has exclusive and breaking evidence that may help shine a light on what occurred
1: on that fateful Mushvember day. Aside from the string of kidnappings, the Mushroom Kingdom was a relatively safe place. This didn't stop Mr. Jumpman from installing previously unknown closed-circuit cameras all throughout his castle and the grounds. We found these tapes after we were given exclusive access to the property. The recording center was hidden in Mario's extensive basement complex, and included generators which ensured that the cameras were always recording, even in the event of an emergency. Warning, the events we
0: are about to detail are heinous, and may make some listeners feel uncomfortable. This is the true story of the
1: Mario Murder Mystery. Soon after the party began around 5pm, it was time to open the presents. An eclectic bunch had come to celebrate with their host. Peach made spaghetti for the party that night. Mario tore into cards, carelessly dumping the money out on the table as the guests enjoyed their meal. The screed didn't sit well with his guests. At the end of dinner, Mario suggests a game of hide-and-seek. When his guests state it's a game for kids, he becomes vocally upset. They concede. Yoshi, the tiny green dinosaur with a big appetite, is it. Three hours later, it's the hiders that find the seeker. He has gotten
0: distracted by the pantry and eaten all the food. Mario's dear friend and ex-lover, Princess Daisy of Sarasaland, a previously unknown guest, rebukes him and the group tells him to go for a walk and think about what he has done. After a while, they decide to apologize for treating him harshly and plan to do so when he comes back. Except he doesn't come back. He never comes back. Soon enough, the partygoers realize that Yoshi had been outside and by himself for suspiciously too long. They argue over why he had not yet come back inside. Daisy suggests that it might've been Yoshi's time of the month, which, made the men laugh but embarrassed rosalina she ran
1: to the upstairs bathroom with the tampon in hand waluigi volunteers to go outside and look for yoshi but first asks if anyone wants to join him he singles out birdo and says that he refuses to let her come with him since she's trans this kind of treatment is common in this friend group after transitioning Berto has found it difficult to fit in often becoming the butt of the group's jokes you can imagine that this would be frustrating maybe enough to push you over the edge. Eventually, Luigi and Toad join Waluigi to search.
0: While walking on the grounds, their attention is immediately drawn to the mushroom well, located on the southwest lawn. A puddle was visible around the cobblestone, leading Waluigi to investigate. He expected to find nothing more than water and perhaps a few tanuki leaves. Instead, he finds the mangled, bloated corpse of a young dinosaur cut down in his prime.
1: Back inside, the party isn't doing much better. Mario has excused himself to the restroom. The spaghetti isn't sitting well with him. This is where the timeline gets interesting. Remember, Rosalina has not yet returned from the bathroom yet Mario spends nearly 30 minutes in the same room. It begs the question, what exactly happened during this time? This is one of the only times we can't account for. Where is Mario? What is he doing in the bathroom? The only factors corroborating his innocence is a foul stench and clogged pipes found by homicide investigators.
0: Poor Mario, always fixing others pipes, only clogging his own. The group regathers and Toad informs everyone that Yoshi is dead. Birdo is obviously stricken with grief and collapses to the ground. At this time, it would have been the happy couple's one-week anniversary. Mario re-enters the room and is informed of Yoshi's passing. It is unclear who had murdered Yoshi. But everyone in that room understood that the entrance gate had been locked this entire time. The murderer was
1: one of them. As you would expect, accusations begin to fly. Gloved fingers are pointed all around the room. Who exactly among them would be capable of committing such a crime? First, there's Birdo. Had the psychological trauma of a transition coupled with her friend's constant teasing pushed her into a murderous rage? That wouldn't explain the death of Yoshi, the only person who ever seemed to understand her. What about Waluigi and Wario, the two well-known vagrants with a penchant for mischief? It seems a little too obvious. Could it be Luigi, always playing second fiddle to his older brother? Even with his own mansion, he couldn't get past being just on the peripheral of the spotlight. And then there's Mario, the birthday boy. Why else would he call them all there? Was he assembling a hit list? Why was the gate locked? Why wasn't the well covered? And where was Rosalina? It was amid
0: this chaos that the lights cut out. Tax records made public after the event showed Mario was behind on several payments to the Mush Power Company. Fumbling around in the darkness, Birdo uncovers receipts for drugs and alcohol as well as a private photo album. Originally only rumored to exist, this photo album was full of pornographic pictures of Princess Peach. Birdo's prodding around caused Mario to heave transgender slurs at her once more.
1: At this point, Waluigi finally realizes that Rosalina still hasn't come back from the bathroom. Obviously fed up, Daisy leads the partygoers to the bathroom, despite vehement protests from Mario about the stench. What they find is a bloodbath. Literally.
0: Rosalina's lifeless body is laying in a pool of crimson propped up in the shower. She has a long gash across her throat. It appears Mario is able to evade suspicion, convincing his friends to focus on getting power back on and splitting
1: into two groups. Waluigi takes Toad, Mario, and Birdo upstairs while Daisy leads Peach, Luigi, and Wario into the basement. That was her first mistake. Mario's basement was notorious for never having been completed. Original blueprints for the house's construction show a labyrinth of twisting hallways, false rooms, and doorways that lead to nowhere. Moreover, it seems peculiar Daisy would choose Luigi to follow her into the basement. Luigi, after all, is afraid of the dark.
0: Bumbling around in the darkness, Luigi comes across a room he is sure contains the breaker box. Rushing ahead of the others was a crucial mistake. Wandering through the inky blackness of the basement, he lost more than his mind. He
1: lost his head. First responders found a tripwire wrapped around his ankle, as well as a large axe hanging from the ceiling. Why exactly would Mario have a booby-trapped basement? Was he afraid of oversized turtles from the Koopa Kingdom breaking in once more? Maybe it was that a boo would catch him when his back is turned. Those blueprints I talked about earlier, they say nothing about a hanging axe. And local weapons distributors have sworn testimony saying Mario never purchased one.
0: Upstairs, Mario's party was carting around in the dark, searching for a hint of sunshine. Instead, they found nothing but a galaxy of woe. They checked every room, finally coming to Mario's. Ignoring his pleas to move on, Toad eventually barges in. Expecting to find smiley stars in a closet full of well-pressed blue overalls and red hats, they instead find something
1: much more surprising. Once the Mushroom Kingdom found a level of stability, Mario's choices were limited. His main source of income, collecting coins, smashing bricks, and saving princesses, was gone. After his movie flopped, the only way to maintain his lavish lifestyle was to turn to crime. Spread across the room, his friends find bricks of cocaine, empty bottles of beer, and crystal meth. There's even a weed farm. In his closet is a stash of fire flowers, mushrooms, and other performance-enhancing power-ups. The group jumps in fear, caught off
0: guard by a loud noise. It turns out the sound was just a flushing toilet toad had gone to the bathroom to relieve himself
1: looks like peach's spaghetti has racked up another victim daisy's group is able to press forward finding the electric panel and restoring light to the house now fully illuminated there's nowhere to hide in this house our partygoers make it safely back to the main hall having witnessed all the terror the group finally decides it's time to leave upon approaching the door birdo finds a note on the handle we traveled to mushroom city to see this note it has been held securely in the evidence locker of Mushroom PD until now.
0: What you are about to hear is an exclusive recording from when our team went inside the Mushroom PD to find the truth for you.
1: Okay, so we have the note here. It says, Try to escape and the entire house explodes? Detonation codes." Nine six nine six nine nine six nine six nine. Was there a, a bomb in the house? We've been working with the theory that Mario has been the murderer this whole time.
0: Wait a minute! Something doesn't add up here. Isn't that Mario's phone number? God, you're right. It seems suspicious that he would use his own phone number for the codes. Someone was trying to frame him.
1: But we can almost definitely connect Mario to the Rosalina murder. Who could it be if not him?
0: Understanding that they were trapped, the group decides to rest together. They appoint Toad to stand watch first as they fall asleep. He was supposed to alert them of an attack. He was supposed to ensure that no one else died. Instead, he
1: fell asleep. Shortly thereafter, Waluigi is awoken by a tree branch scraping on a window. In his slumbering days, he realizes that Toad is asleep and panics. He jumps up from his sleeping bag and begins to check, making sure that each remaining party goer is still alive. He finds each one of his friends sleeping peacefully. That is, until he got to Princess Peach.
0: Mario no longer had to worry about Bowser kidnapping the princess of the Mushroom Kingdom.
1: Mario wrote in his journal about the first time he ever locked eyes with Peach. They were the first things he noticed about her. Amid the fire and brimstone and never mind the giant turtle holding her in his claws, he could only focus on those two things, her beautiful eyes that sparkled like sapphires. It was in that moment he knew he would do anything for her, including eventually turning to crime to support her. When Wario rolled her over, nothing remained of these gems, except for two bloody holes."
0: Investigators and police all agreed that this was the most gruesome of the murders. Peach's pink sleeping bag was soaking in blood. Her face was frozen in a horrified expression, screams of terror on her lips. The agreed-upon story was this was a political hit, meant to destabilize the region. But we have another idea the savagery with which this murder was taken out suggests a personal
1: vendetta perhaps mario felt her slipping away and wanted to ensure that those blue eyes would never bat an eyelash for anyone else
0: maybe wario
1: was jealous of his cousin's seemingly perfect relationship and what about daisy the former flame of mario could still be harboring feelings for the man also As Princess of Sarasaland, she would have political interests and often one of Mushroom Kingdom's royalty. That's two solid motives right there. Or perhaps Toad.
0: Always her advisor, working his mushrooms off to make her successful. Regardless, the murderer is still at large. Our investigation has pieced together the next sequence of events. The group descends into the
1: basement to defuse the bomb. Daisy is the first to find it. She draws everyone's attention, and they enter the room. One by one, they file in. Except for Birdo. This next part is a little tough to listen to. Birdo steps on a
0: booby-trapped pressure plate in the main hall. This causes the chandelier to plummet on top of her, crushing her bones and tearing at her flesh. This looked like an attack intended for many people, but bedeviled Berto bore the brunt of the barrage. Her future was
1: extinguished by a thousand candles." After successfully disarming the bomb by entering the detonation code backwards, the partygoers attempt to leave. The door is locked by a giant padlock. Luckily, Waluigi is able to leverage his skills acquired from a lifetime of crime to pick the lock, while Luigi appears to make a rude comment to Mario, causing the others to laugh. Toad hands Mario something as he bends over to tie his shoe. Toad is wearing the new Mushroom 2s, the signature shoe of superstar basketball player Mushroom Jordan. Whilst the boys were distracted, Daisy approaches the door.
0: She lays her hand upon the knob, pausing a moment before securing a massive metal padlock with five-inch chains. The group looks up at her incredulously, slowly realizing that this is one princess
1: determined not to be pushing Daisies. The footage shows Daisy pulling a gun and a knife on the group. This is it. This is photographic proof that Daisy was the killer. Originally left off the manifest for the party, she was not listed as a person of interest in the initial investigation. Official Sarasaland calendars have her on vacation throughout the beginning of Mushvember adding fuel to speculation that this was politically organized.
0: But how could this be? How could someone as sweet and unassuming as Daisy be capable of such carnage? Close-circuit television betrays this public persona, revealing this knife-wielding princess pursuing
1: her friends in a murderous haze. The group quickly takes off in all directions. Watching people flee for their lives, you can't help but wonder what they're thinking. At once, you want to ridicule them for not making obvious choices. But what would you do in a moment like that? Would you be thinking clearly? Or would you act like them? Running around, like their heads have been cut off like chickens. But that hadn't happened. Yet.
0: After this frantic chase, they all end up in the basement. Daisy challenges them to another game of hide-and-go-seek. This time, it's hide-and-go-die. Instead of splitting up, the four run across the basement following exit signs, hoping it will take them outside. All the while, Daisy's voice ominously counting down from 20, ensuring that her victims knew how relentless she truly was. Typically, it was the fair-skinned princess who needed the saving. Mario and his friends always helped her without question. This time,
1: though, Mario and his friends needed saving from her. In the commotion, Mario gets separated from the rest of the group. They find themselves in a pitch-black room. Groping through the darkness, they find each other, and Toad happens across night-vision goggles, which reveal a horrific sight. A large brass pot, a gift for Mario's friend Kirby, containing the head of Rosalina and likely the remains of the other victims. The door to the room swings open and floods it with light.
0: At first, the three are blinded by the brightness and in fear at who it might be. To their relief, it was Mario. This relief was cut short-lived, however, as a red hole appears on his forehead before he collapses face-first into the room. No amount of green mushrooms could
1: fix this. After years of adventures narrowly escaping death on a daily basis, Mario Jumpman was dead. The reverberations of this event are massive, and I think we still don't quite understand them. The beloved champion of Mushroom Kingdom gone in an instant. He gets a bad rap for all the mistakes he made towards the end of his life, the drugs, the alcohol, but he still brought so much good. No matter what your thoughts are on him, I prefer to remember him as he was. A man always quick to put his life on the line to help out his friends in need. An attentive family man to his wife, Peach. A patient brother who helped Luigi battle anxiety. A plumber. But this isn't a eulogy to Mario. This is a true crime podcast.
0: Daisy stood in the doorway smiling after delivering Mario the last birthday present he'd ever receive. In a flash, Wario punched Daisy and led the disheveled
1: group out of the room and back upstairs. They tried to use a window to escape. Reports that have been held up in court describe the windows to Mario's castle as super glued shut. After a little digging, we found that only royalty from Sarasaland had access to that much superglue. With nowhere else to go, they ran upstairs to hide. It was at this time that they
0: decided to split up and find their own rooms to hide in. Wario, unfortunately experiencing discomfort from Peach's Spaghetti, desperately hid in the bathroom out of necessity as daisy made her way upstairs she heard a giant plop and a loud groan of relief her next victim had
1: flushed away his only hope at escape daisy begins attacking away at the door with a machete trying to get in this allows waluigi and toad time to continue looking for the attic's entrance by the time daisy busts into the bathroom wario is gone Daisy appears to scream in anger before quickly exiting the room.
0: Luckily for wallowing Jean Toad, she runs right past the rooms in which they were hiding. They jolt for the bathroom to find the hatch for the attic. They climb in to join their friend. Quietly and slowly, the three attempt to walk across the attic towards the only small window through which the early rays of dawn had begun to glimmer hopefully. Years of overeating and refusing to take care of himself caused Wario's foot to break through the floor, pinning his leg and trapping him. Toad and Waluigi try to free him, but are unsuccessful.
1: After briefly trying to figure out what to do, a machete slices up through the ceiling and into Wario. He is dragged downward through the opening. Toad and Waluigi flee for the window. Waluigi breaks the window and hesitates, looking out at the expanse below him. Daisy climbs into the space. With no other options available, Toad jumps first, landing safely in the bushes below, while Luigi jumps next. He isn't so lucky. He lands awkwardly on his leg, collapsing in a crumpled heap where he lands.
0: Toad attempts to help him, but it's clear what Toad has to do. After a brief moment of eye contact, Toad flees into the nearby forest, accidentally dropping his jacket along the way. Daisy floats down from the attic shortly thereafter. She pauses over Waluigi, attempting to learn where Toad is gone. He refuses to betray his friend. In anger, she rakes her blade over his throat, leaving his bloody, motionless body behind her as she runs into
1: the forest in the direction of the jacket. It is unknown what happens in the forest. However, Toad's body was found back in the attic Hanging from a noose. A dark way for a fun guy to go. And this is where the story has always ended. The official police reports concluded Toad likely committed all of the murders and hanged himself, burdened by his regrets. But as we've laid out, our evidence points to a different story. Crime scene photos reveal a chair placed neatly against the wall in the attic. If he had hanged himself, it would have been kicked away, falling violently. The lead
0: detective on the case was discredited and fired for refusing to accept official findings. We contacted him with our research. This is what he had to say. let's look at what we have so far. Some
1: notes were kept on the victims. For instance, we have Mario's diary with proof that the death order went like this. Yoshi, Rosalina, Luigi, Princess Peach,
0: and Bardo. His diary cuts off there, so we can assume he died next. After that,
1: it's unknown. Because we have no proof as to what order Waluigi, Wario, and Toad died. Let's look at how they died. Waluigi was cut in the throat, and Wario was
0: stabbed in the stomach. Lastly, Toad was found hanging. The question is, what order did it happen? We found Toad's fingerprints on the blade. But the problem is... The chair was found neatly against the wall. If Tone hung himself, then the chair would have been kicked over. My only conclusion is that someone else was in the house. Someone had obviously tidied up this hanging. We here at Suck My True Crime believe that Daisy faked the hanging pinning it to Toad, our irrefutable video evidence shows her violent rampage and proves without a doubt that she was the murderer of the Mushroom 9.
1: We reached out to the Sarasaland Secretary of State, more given no comment. Due to Princess Daisy's diplomatic immunity, she would likely never face justice for her crimes. No matter what you think happened on Mushvember 4th, we can all agree that this was a sad event. It invites a macabre interest to dive into the details and figure out what went wrong. I don't think anybody thought it would end this way, but doesn't it seem inevitable? The complicated relationships of a friend group tied in knots by years of forced sequels and spin-offs, eventually boiling over? A group of friends trapped in the gilded cage of fame hurtling towards tragedy on a path that, in retrospect, seems pre-written. Could anything have been done? Are we, the people who put them in such a position, partially responsible? These are interesting questions that require complex, well-thought-out answers. But this isn't the place for those answers. This is a true crime fanfiction podcast. Join us next
0: time as we interview witnesses, pore over documents, and glamorize death and murder all for the sake of anonymous clicks on the internet. For Suck My True Crime, this is Alex reminding you that no matter how many invincibility stars you have, we're all bound by our mortal coil.
1: Daisy? Oh yeah, that's a name I'll never forget. Real sweet on the outside, but once you got to know her, she had a lot of things going on in her head.
0: Uh, is this anonymous? Okay, good. Yeah, I can't imagine why she wouldn't be crazy. I mean, she had to date Luigi, and Bowser never seemed to kidnap her as much as he kidnapped Peach.
2: I guess it always seemed like she just wasn't as important as her best friend.
1: I know what you guys are trying to do, but whatever she did, Daisy's a good leader, and Sarasalan has never been better off. Quite frankly, neither there's the Mushroom Kingdom. That's all I have to say. Yeah,
0: I knew Daisy in high school. She was a uh, interesting gal. Always got what she wanted. Always top of the class. Quite honestly.
2: But she was a downright Hey there! It's Alex and Ryan. Normally. How you guys doing? We just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to all of this mess. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this almost as much as we enjoyed doing it. We had a lot of fun and we sincerely hope you liked
1: it. Yeah, this uh, was based on the fanfic Mario Murder Mystery, uh, which you can find on Wattpad by bren23. Really well done, and it really lent itself to this format.
2: Yeah, it it might have been more of a inspiration for this than an exact
1: telling, but I think it was still great. Absolutely. Go check it out. And if you like this fake true crime podcast, please check out this true, true crime podcast that we're stoked on at the moment called Going West. Uh, Stick around after we're done. You'll get to hear from the creators of the show.
2: Yeah, and I don't typically like true crime, and I think their show's pretty great, honestly. Their production value is pretty stellar, and I think they do a great job of the information. Also... Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, we do have a Facebook. Should I even mention the Tumblr? I'll mention the Tumblr. Follow us on Tumblr. Shout out to Tumblr. Shout out to Tumblr. Subscribe to us on YouTube and make sure to continue listening to us however you normally do. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, we would be more than appreciative. In your debt. Yes, we would be in your debt forever if you guys could leave us a review it would be a big help. It really helps get the podcast out there. And if you guys like it, you know,
1: having more, you know, getting our name out there a lot more would be beneficial for all of us. Yeah, right? Absolutely. We'd appreciate it. Also, we have some big news. Uh, we have a Patreon. So look for us on there. Ryan Reynolds, already a huge uh, contributor. But, you know, get that on one's there. not true. Do your part as well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we, we actually had to start the Patreon because, sadly, all of our sponsorships are a lie. We, we've been lying to you guys this entire time. So we did a true crime because those things are hot. Hot. Those things are hot, hot, hot in the podcast community. So we had to we had to sell out and do a true crime podcast. And now we're on Patreon. Absolutely. So that's pretty much it. You got anything else? I hope each and every single one of you goes out there and changes someone's life for the better today. Absolutely.
1: Go out there and conquer the world, my lovelies. Hey, this is Heath, and this is Daphne, and we're the hosts of Going West, a true crime podcast, where we discuss various murders, disappearances, and serial killers.
0: Each week, we go into the gory details of a new case,
1: like episode five, which is about Dorothy Jane Scott, a single mother who is receiving threatening phone calls by a stalker and then mysteriously disappeared,
0: or the terrifying case of Dayton Leroy Rogers, the most prolific serial killer in Oregon history.
1: You can find us on our Instagram at Podcast, or check out our website goingwestpodcast.com.
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify.
1: So make sure to check out our episodes and leave a review. Everybody in the world, keep it real and stay weird. Cheerio.